Did Liga Day Saturday at Woodstock. When people knew was forced to get off of home base, we thought it was too dangerous. They said too many people are getting hurt. There were 10 people that were taken off site. A lot of people have been talking about these fires, but it was so much more than that. Podcast 99. Hello, and welcome to Podcast 99. It's been a while, folks. I'm Ryan Lichten, and today we have another survivor story for you. Today we're talking to a lady I'm going to be calling Aunt Gina. Aunt Gina is a very cool aunt who went to Woodstock 99 in hopes of seeing Dave Matthews Band with her husband and her two nephews, I believe age 12 and 13, something along those lines. And uh, it was a family affair. They stayed the entire weekend, leaving shortly before all of the chaos only to watch it on television at a motel nearby Griffiths Air Force Base. Um, this story's got a lot of good stuff. Uh, it's got poop, it's got drugs, it's got Bush, Dave Matthews Band. Um, there's some Limp Bizkit going on here. There's there's a camp life. It, it's it's good stuff, but overall it's kind of a wholesome story. It, it, it's a nice Woodstock 99 story, and Gina has a very kind of... Um, unique perspective uh, on it um, being that uh, her perspective of it is very positive and we think that that's a nice change of pace and you know folks we're going to be trying to bring more survivor stories for you obviously we've covered Woodstock 99 as much as we possibly could um, from a research standpoint but there's always room for more interviews so occasionally we'll be dropping those we of course are going full steam on our new show Culture Dumps which I hope you all switch over and listen to uh, subscribe to rate all that stuff, uh, make it as as good and as popular as Podcast 99 somehow became. So make sure you check out Culture Dumps. We're in the midst of doing a three-episode coverage of Beanie Babies. Uh, it's way crazier than it sounds. But without further ado, Survivor Stories, Aunt Gina. All right, folks, this is it. Another Survivor Story for Podcast 99. I'm sitting here with Gina, who I found through the... Uh, amazing resource that is the Facebook Woodstock 99 group. How are you today? I'm great. Great. Ready to talk some Woodstock? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So you actually kind of have a unique story because most of the time, I mean, as I'm sure you one would assume, when people are talking about Woodstock 99, they're talking about fires and, you know, crazy stuff and people, you know, running mm -hmm. around, breaking into things and all that. But your story stood out to me because it was – a lot more wholesome. It was like a family event, um, which I, which yeah. I'm fascinated by. So let's just start from the top. It's 1999. When did you decide you were going? Uh, walk me through planning and getting ready to go. Well, it was um, actually at the time my my late husband was uh, his name is Brian. He was in the Navy, and we were stationed here in Groton, Connecticut, where I'm from. And my um, my brother and his wife were living with us at the time because they had moved back from Arizona, and we got tickets. And I got tickets for my myself and my two nephews who were twelve and thirteen because oh. I asked their <laughs> yeah I asked their parents if I could take them to Woodstock. Oh my <laughs> They're god! Like sure. It's a cool aunt, yeah. I have cool aunt status, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so I got the tickets and then my husband was so upset about it. So because he was on chemotherapy and, and stuff at that time. So I um, I actually surprised him and got a third ticket and took him. And it was it was our last 
big thing together before he passed away in 2000. Well, what a memorable thing that was. So <laughs> you're bringing essentially two children with you <laughs> to, <laughs> to what was the biggest festival uh, basically of all time, yeah. essentially, you know, for all intents and purposes. So w what what's like the road trip like like and also well, what acts are you excited for like what's everyone kind of looking forward to on your way there are, are you having to stop a lot like what, what, what do you pack what do you bring are you camping like, like let, yeah let, yeah well it was kind of funny we took my car we just packed everything in it and uh i actually going up to rome it was funny because i used to when as a kid we used to go up to upstate new york because my grandparents had a farm up there so we're like, where's Rome, New York? Right. right. So we get up there and um, everybody's waiting. Like we went the night before and everybody's camping out at this all over town. You know, we were in some parking lot, didn't even know what it was. And we met all these people. In fact, we met, there's a group, there's a story behind this shirt. We met these people, this young couple, I think they were from Pennsylvania. And uh, we befriended them. So we like the next day that morning, we're like, let's meet, you know, let's let's get together when we get inside and we'll camp together. Well, we got lost. So we finally found a spot because it was really sunny and hot. Yeah. And I'm very fair skinned. And I'm like, I'm not camping in the sun. I'm camping in the shade. Right. Not, you know. Yeah, I, I can <laughs> so relate. Yeah. This, yeah. We found this shady spot and we set up camp. And then all of a sudden I was like, I was so hot. I took this shirt off and hung it out to dry. Oh. And the people that we, we, they found us cause they saw my t-shirt hanging out and we camped together the whole weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so walk me through that now. Cause some people we, we, you know, we, we've talked to all different kinds of people, people that have camped, people that haven't. And the camping seems to be one of the most stressful aspects of Woodstock 99. It seems like it was just bedlam there. So like when you say it like you, you got lost, were, were, is this when you got onto the grounds and you're actually in the camp areas now? And like, oh, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they just had people just pouring in. I mean, it was it was fucking chaos, to be honest. <laughs> right. Well, I, and, yeah, I can imagine it looked yeah. like it. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you just kind of like they just let you camp wherever you wanted. But there was most people were camping on like tarmac. They had camp. They had tents set up on concrete. I could not imagine people sleeping that way. It was just it was terrible. So was that like when, when you say that they were sleeping on the tarmac, was that actually spilling into the festival grounds at that point? Or was that still kind of contained in like the parking lot area? Or were you just not able to tell where, where one started? And I one had ended? no idea. I think it, I think once, once everybody got in there, it was, it was, you know, you're on your own. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So how are, how are the kids like handling that? Like what, like that seems very overwhelming. And I mean, it was it once you guys got there, did the idea of bringing uh, two younger ones kind of uh, create more pressure because then you realized how crazy it was actually going to be? Or, or were you still pretty optimistic that the, you know, upon arriving? Yeah, you know, it was kind of funny. They, they loved it. They loved it. I mean, my, my brother and my sister-in-law were like, if anybody, if we let our kids do anything, anybody'd be me. So, right. so, I mean, yeah, they saw a lot of na naked boobs, uh, a lot of sex and drugs and rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, actually, yeah, of course, it's unavoidable. I mean, that that, that was that was everywhere. Oh. But were you guys seeing yeah. that kind of stuff? Be like, you know, when you say you got there the day before, does that mean that that would be the Thursday before the Friday that everything started, or did you guys arrive the morning of the whole thing starting? Oh no, we were there all week. We, we were there the whole time. The, actually, when the fires and everything started, we actually had just. Get, got ready to leave. We were like, let's let's just go, and um, we didn't know what was going on with the fires and all of that. And and uh, we ended up going into town and renting a room and watching it on TV. We're like, oh my gosh, thank God we just left. Yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. no, definitely. All right. So what? Let's get into the music because, I mean, how could we talk about this without? It's so funny on this show. We always tend to kind of forget that there was actually bands playing, <laughs> you know, where right. we're so fascinated yeah. by all the logistics yeah. and everything else. But, like, was, was there any acts in particular that you were really excited to see or that the kids were or your husband? Oh, my gosh. I went I went uh, for Dave Matthews Band because I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Huge Dave Matthews fan. Uh, my husband was into Limp Biscuit. Um, no. <laughs> and I, yeah. Did he take the kids to but, that? Oh gosh, they they were having so much fun. They're like they came home when they came back to the tent one time, and they're like, "Aunt Gina, we're we're going to camp out uh, by the stage," and we're like, "Okay." So they took a towel and their skateboard, and we didn't see them till the next day. They slept out by the stage. Oh man. I would love to talk to one of them to get like their like you know where where your story ends and theirs starts uh, on this. Oh I, I, yeah. You, you know I, I yeah. I'm just I'm just so curious because that's I mean and like you said you know they're seeing tons of nudity, people doing drugs, all kinds of crazy oh, stuffs yeah. happening. So it's really like this coming of age like summer tale of right. boys becoming men in a way. Uh, it kind of was. It kind of was because you know uh, they're you know they're in their thirties now. Right. You know, they have kids and uh, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting to see that. But it was funny to see little children there, too. I was a little, you know, people getting tattoos. <laughs> I mean, that's unsanitary. <laughs> well, much like everything else there, you know. But... Oh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we live next. Yeah. We tell were me about living that. Next to sh- we live next to shit pond. Oh, we called it shit pond because all the toilet over were overflowing. And people were running through it, the water, not knowing it was actually waste yeah. in it. Oh yeah, it, it was. It was pretty bad. <laughs> so you guys were like right by that. You said like that. Like, or, and did I mean? Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. assuming you didn't set camp up there, and it just became that as the weekend went on. It just became that as the weekend went on, and then all the water, and then we actually, uh, my husband and the other guy that was in our group, the men, uh, went and got bags of sand. And made it so the water wouldn't come up into our campsite. We were that close to, to the overflow. <laughs> That's yeah. so gross. Also, it's like kind of how disappointing is that? Like you're at this concert, you know, it's Woodstock. It's not even just a concert. It's Woodstock, you know, which yeah. carries its own social, you know, like weight and all that. But like you're having to right. spend time bringing in sandbags like it's a like it's a friggin' hurricane, <laughs> you know, just to make sure it like was. poop doesn't get to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We called it shit pond. And, and I actually took pictures of it. I had toilet paper and the trees and 
the water was just coming up and people were running through it thinking, oh, this is so cool. You know, they might have been on something. I, you know, most of us were. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, 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 let's talk about that stuff really quick. So, you know, we, obviously, you know, security from what we were told we're, we're, was kind of told to like, you know, just take weapons away from people. Don't worry about confiscating right. all these drugs because then we're going to have to worry about what we do with like, you know, thousands of people's drugs and stuff. So was, mm -hmm. was there any particular moment where you're like, wow, like that's some really crazy shit that I'm seeing right now or like these people, like, like anything besides the shit pond because obviously that's probably going to top anything because that's so gross. But I mean, people were doing the whole mud diving thing and mud throwing and and um but i don't think anybody was overly you know drugged up you know what i mean little ecstasy a little pot a lot of pot um you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you guys check out the rave at all like the all night like dance tent like, no hanger? But my oh no i did go one night i did go one night because the two girls that we met from cape cod that stayed in our camp they um they went to the rave and they actually shared something with me. <laughs> <laughs> I think the statute of limitations are up. So unless you're like a okay, a, yeah. a little mood enhancing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. So and, and you know were these younger girls that than you like like was this kind of like uh or, or, or was everyone around the same age or? What, what, what? Yeah, no, these were oh these girls were young. I mean. Can you see the picture there? They're in their tent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're young. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, they're young. They're young. She's they were, sharing they were with the, uh, yeah. She's yeah. sharing with the big sister there. And, yeah. <laughs> and so was that like a, a prevalent thing you saw? Like, like, how many other times were you guys like offered something, or was there any other like spectacular moment of taking something mind altering? Like, can you remember? Did you smoke a joint during Dave Matthews, for instance? Uh, well, actually, my story is about Bush. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. This is why we're here. This is why you're on. All right. Yes. Bring it on. <laughs> I, oh, that was the first night. Oh, my gosh. We were we were tripping our butts off. Well, I was. My husband was ne never did drugs. He didn't drink. He didn't smoke. He was the, you know, the straightest guy you've ever met. So go figure, he dies before me. <laughs> right, that's the sad we, irony of life sometimes. Right. I was tripping on ecstasy so bad, but it was so fun. I lost my purse. <laughs> then I was looking down, it was all over the ground. All my, everything I owned was on the ground, but it was an amazing show. They they really did a good job. Did you did you happen to catch corn right before that, or was that a little too, too intense? A little too much for me, a little too much for me, yeah. Yeah. And during the uh, also, too, because during the day, it was so hot. It was like 90 degrees in the shade. And so what we did was we'd sleep during the day in the heat of the afternoon and then get up at night uh. and go, you know, once it cooled off. We'd get up and do our partying and go, you know, walking around, check out. So during the day, I, I tried to stay out of the sun. Right. But, let, let me ask you, it sounds yeah. like you've gone to, you know, this wasn't your first rodeo, uh, you know, so, so, oh, so God, to speak. No, I'm, 
Yeah. Yeah, a little bit yeah. of a rock and roll veteran is, is what it sounds like. So I, I, feel, I feel like you knew kind of how to do it correctly because yeah it, like you know from all of the reports mm-hmm. it's you know triple digits and, and you know it, it just everything else being being terrible and then all the vendors yeah. for water and all that stuff was so far apart that it's you know at least a mile walk in any direction to get anything you might oh, need yeah uh so do you by, the, by this time I, I feel like you were probably set and ready so that's interesting that you guys just slept through the day you know and, and yeah. stored up the energy right. Right. Uh, well, plus, m- my husband was on medication at the time, lots of chemo and medication. So because of that, I wasn't going to take them. But then I had I got I had to label all his pills and bring everything. And then I was like, what a waste of time that was. They didn't even care. <laughs> they didn't even care. Of course I could have in a pound of pot and they wouldn't have cared. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. They, they really would, would not have. Now, let me ask no. you, th- this might be, you know, and, and, you know, if I'm if I'm overstretching, you know, for, forgive me. But, you know, your husband being being sick at the time, like you said, going through chemo and stuff, was was there a feeling that that it could have been the last hurrah, like, like, like going into it, it was, you know, was that yeah. kind of a, a thing? I feel like that would make me just have such a better time, even with this like overhanging thing. Right. What, what, how was he doing? Like, was he getting in the mix? Like, like at all? I mean, I know he didn't drink or anything like that, but was he really letting, oh. letting go? Oh my God. He loved, he used to drive me nuts. He was a total nineties kind of guy. So he used to listen to, you know, all kinds of stuff, loud rage against the machine. Used to, I used to hate rage against the machine. Now I love them. Right. You know, so he would listen to all this stuff. So it was another funny thing. He would, he, because he had brain, he had brain cancer. So he couldn't remember things. So he'd get forgetful and get lost and do things like that. So I actually have on my backpack that I carry with me a compass that I t- that I stuck on his clothing <laughs> so he would know how to get back to our campsite in case he got lost. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so so I have to show you this picture. He comes back and we he got oh he had got lost. Oh, I don't, this is the mud one. And he was he was, he's not in this one, but it's, he was covered, he was covered oh. in mud. You can't really <laughs> see him too well, but he was covered in head to toe in mud. And we're like, oh, guess you had a, got in the midst of the mud fight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wandered the, the wrong way there. Yeah. But he loved it. He didn't care. He got right in there. <laughs> right. Oh, that's so cool. You know, it's like, and, and again, like I, I love the aspect that it's like a family outing, you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. but also you're still getting to do the Woodstock stuff, you know, like the, the, the classic, oh, yeah. you know, people, you know, yeah. sex, drugs and rock and roll and, and all that. Um, you know, the, the kids, like, was there any acts that, like, all four of you guys stuck together and all went and saw as, like, a big group, you know? Like, that that was kind of a, a thing that all four of you guys could could, could kind of get into? Or, or was it, we, like, everyone and for himself kind of a thing? No, we kind of did things together and then did things apart because, you know, we didn't want to cramp the kids' style because, you know, teenage boys don't want to be hanging around with their aunt and uncle at a, at a rock concert. You know, that's just not their thing. <laughs> right. Well, Anna gave you the opportunity to, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> trip yeah, during Bush and everything adulting. else. And <laughs> <laughs> Gina's acting really weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they knew. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Now, now I'm a card carrier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, for, for sure. So, yeah. you know, as far as, you know, there's a lot of, 
uh, reputation with Woodstock 99 with like the sexual assaults and the way that women were treated and things like that. Were you seeing any of that? Or, I mean, even on a casual level, as far as like someone just yelling, show your tits or anything like that, was there a a vibe at all that things were kind of, kind of dark, you know, was there any dark vibes essentially is what I'm asking. I don't think it was dark. I don't think it was dark. Unfortunately, it might've went dark. You know, that, that would be sad, but I mean, people were walking up and down the street, walking up and down the, the road there. There was like a main dirt road. And when people were coming into camp or walking by, and we at one point, you know, saw there were so many people walking with no shirt on, women, bare-breasted, men, naked. I mean, I was standing next to a guy that had painted on camouflage shorts. I didn't even know he was naked till I looked down. <laughs> <laughs> but... But and then at one point we were actually having contests. We had a we had paper plates and we had like numbers written on them. And every time somebody walked by, we'd hold up a plate like one or two or ten, or, you know. According well, what, to the what would design, give you? Um, wait, what would give you a what, like? What would earn someone a one versus a ten? Like, what's a ten? Okay, so if somebody was just did had no shirt on, they get a one. But if they had a if they got a ten. They had like this one girl, she had two smiley faces on her boobs. <laughs> That's a 10. <laughs> That's a 10. And then we were, and then we had these spray mister things, these water, uh, like squirt guns that misted. So when people were walking by, we were spraying them because, like I said, it was terribly hot. Right. And they loved it. But yeah, the, the nakedness, I don't really think it was a big deal because I think in the content of it, you know, you expect that. Right. You know, the, the, the girls, I don't think if you're, you know, I'm not saying, you know, oh, if they're walking around with their boobs hanging out, you know, you're going to, somebody's going to say, you know, something. Maybe. Right. Not, well, there's a lot of alcohol you know? and stuff going around. You know, there, there's going to be some, yeah. some douchebaggery, but. And I'm sure people made mistakes, you know, men and women, you know, you do things when you're drunk and. But um, I didn't see any disrespectfulness. It, it, it was pretty much, you know, yeah, just nudity, just just getting naked. You know, it's, <laughs> it's interesting. I, I found that the people that we've talked to that went to Woodstock, like with with Woodstock, like purity in at mind, you know, or at, at, like that your intention was to go and see this music. You know, you, you really wanted to see Dave Matthews. You were mm-hmm. having fun during Bush. You know, you're you're really experiencing it. The, the people that had that time like you did didn't really notice any of the bad stuff because they were having a good time. You know, you, you were experiencing right. the concert, you know what I mean? But then, you know, like we talked to one guy who, you know, was there alone, you know, pretty much sober the entire time. And, you know, through a, a sober eye, he was able to kind of catch things here and there that didn't seem right. But then he hung out during the riots and he was able to, you know, give us all this bad stuff. But then everyone mm-hmm. we've talked to, like yourself, that's like, no, like we had a great time. It's like, yeah, you're having two good of a time to notice that there is shit going awry around you, you know? Right. Right. So did you see, um, I just want to, I'm trying to think like, well, the artist DMX just passed away. You guys uh, catch DMX at all? Or was that maybe the nephew's thing? (laughs) Probably the nephew's thing. I was more, you know, into Dave Matthews and Bush and, who else did I see? Oh gosh. Well, let's see. There you was know, Mickey terrible. Hart was there. Parliament Funkadelic. Um, you had uh, Cheryl Crow, Alanis Morissette, Jewel, Elvis Alanis Costello. Morissette. I like Alanis Morissette. Saw her. 
Oh yeah, there was a lot. I mean, we walked around a lot. We did a lot. My husband used would go off on his own, and you know, he said at one point. And the thing about the, the thing that her, that we were disappointed with mostly was the the, the price gouging of the food and the water. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, no, yeah. I, I mean, definitely want to hear about that. A bottle of water is acceptable today, but not back then. Right. Well, adjusting <laughs> you know? for inflation, I mean, it's like essentially like 10 bucks like back then you know what i mean for what they were mm-hmm. what, what, what they were charging and that's just insane and these aren't like nice bottles of water or they're or even ones that you could refill at like okay. a special designated station these are just a straight up sure. like a bottle of water you would get if you were sick at school you know right you get kind of a thing and there so, was a lot of oh go ahead oh, oh i was gonna ask like what what did you guys eat there if you if you can remember oh, like gosh. Yeah, uh, well, that was what I was saying. My husband, you know, felt so bad for all these young kids that were there that didn't bring enough money. So he was he would buy pizzas for people or some water because that's just the kind of guy he is. But um, we would just, I think, you know, hamburger, hot dog. We weren't, I don't even remember the food. Yeah, carny food. You know, honestly. Wow. Must not have been anything spectacular. Your husband, it sounds like he was like, kind of like this patron saint of Woodstock 99 like you know helping these kids out with their pizza and hot dogs because everyone was so blindsided by the pricing once they got in you know and the one thing you couldn't bring in from what I understand it was food and water right right so that's that was the vendors way of getting their money and you know I mean I understand it that's fair but just it was twenty dollars for a pizza in 1999, you know? so that's like, like you know, yeah. that could essentially right. almost be doubled the price now, which is out exactly. of control. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. it, it, it's so nuts. I mean, so you know, it, it's coming down to the third day. You know, you guys are getting ready to leave. Like you said, you you rent a room nearby. Uh, first of all, traffic. What, what's traffic like uh, versus coming in and versus leaving? You know, it was was it just gridlock insanity? Well, I bet. I bet it was a shit show afterwards because <laughs> fortunately we left early so because we left early we got right to our car it, it started raining was it raining it rained for Something a little happened. a little while through so at, at one point or so in the weekend that, yeah that's what it was it started raining and it was like you know what we're done we were there for the whole time basically you know we just left that the night before so we're like let's just go let's let's rent a room in town see if we can find a room and just go and and we did and and it was great you know because they did have a shower set up there but they didn't (laughs) but it was broken and it turned into shit pond with the toilets yeah yeah how okay i'm just guessing that that shower was probably like you know once you get into the room was like the best thing ever because after three days of woodstock you are disgusting oh yeah Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was a nice hot shower. And then we just sat there and watched everything on the news. And we were just like, whoa, we just dodged a bullet because I would imagine the next day was it was a mess getting out of there. But getting in was a piece of cake because we slowly streamed in. You know, people were kind of coming in slowly, whereas everybody when it's time to go, everybody leaves at once. Yeah, and I would imagine I would imagine it was a mess, <laughs> right? And and abruptly so because it's starting to get scary. Mm-hmm. Were, you, were you surprised at all when you saw what was going on, or like in the days afterwards when when all the news reports were coming out? It was such a sensational story. Was that shocking at all, or did you could you kind of understand how it happened like that? 
I I understood how it happened because the people who, you know, the the promoters and all that stuff, they did it while they did a good job. They didn't anticipate uh, a lot of the things that people were upset about, you know, like the the water, the food, the oh, keep it green, keep everything clean, take in, take out. I mean, I <laughs> yeah, do right. that when I hike. I know when you hike, you know, anything you bring in, you bring out with you. I'm that way too. I don't like litter. I don't, you know, that's a pet peeve. So to see all the litter and then nobody, they just didn't have enough people to, to take care of it. They, nobody was emptying the garbage. And then you know, that's, you know, nobody was taking care of the toilets overflowing and things like that. So it just turned into chaos. Right. It really did. You know, when you talk about the trash and the overflowing and all that, was there ever a feeling that like, hey, we're kind of getting like ripped off here or this is what this wasn't what we were promised, you know, or, or what we were expecting? Or is, is it, again, just one of these things you walk past on your way to go see the next awesome band that you're going to go see? Yep. Shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. I mean, really, I've been to a lot of concerts. I've been to like, you know, at least 30 concerts and. And, you know, more, 10 of those are probably Dave Matthews or more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah, you expect some stuff. <laughs> yeah, for, for, for sure. I, I could understand that. Now, with yeah. the legacy of Woodstock 99, you know, there's a couple of documentaries being made about it now. And, I, and you can almost guarantee they're going to completely harp on the the negative aspects. I mean, shit, I did, I you know, know. We, we've done 45 episodes of this show. Uh, most of them are about that stuff. Cause that's what everyone wants to hear. Do do you right. think that that's completely unfair? I mean, like does Woodstock 99 mean more than fires, rapes and looting? Oh, absolutely. I, I, you know, it's funny. My, one of my aunts went to the original Woodstock nice. and, uh, you're cool. You aunt. know, <laughs> Yeah, nothing has changed, really, if you think about it, you know, except for uh, crowd controls and things like that. But um, I think it kind of gets a bad rap. I do. I, I, you know, because there's a lot more other events that happen that, you know, get out of control or something bad happens. But it's just part of the the event. You right. Know? The nature of the beast. Right. Right. And it's. I had a great time. I mean, I, I do feel bad. I know there was people who suffered. A lot of people suffered from heat exhaust. And, were you seeing that, that at all? Very... Like, were you seeing people getting carted away? Oh, yes, yes. A lot. Of, that's why we were sleeping during the day. You know, if you're out in the sun all day long, there wasn't a lot of shade because it was at an airport. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. or at a base with an airport. So I don't, I just can't, I think they, they would have, if they had misting tents and, you know, tents set up shade tents for people, but th we didn't know about that back then, you know, now everybody has that, right. But, you know, they didn't have those back then. Have you been to a major what festival since, since Woodstock? No. No. Oh. Well, they're, they're a far cry away from what, what you went through there. I had to everything that yeah. you wish that they had there, they have now. Uh, it's just still I'd love more to go expensive. To Coach I'd love to go to Coachella before I die. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> kind of my dream. I did go see Elton John's final farewell tour. I've oh, been that's an Elton great. John fan since I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, it was great. I was really happy I saw that. Yeah. No shit pond, so it, definitely though. You know? 
Yeah, Coachella's definitely on my list, <laughs> you know? Right. Well, and, you know, we, we always talk about, uh, like, these new festivals because, you know, my co-host, he works uh, or he has worked at Bonnaroo before. I've attended Coachella a couple times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I – I was, I think, like 10 years old when Woodstock 99 happened, but I was, like, glued to the TV because it was, like, all the coolest bands that were on MTV and, like, everything I was told yeah. was cool was, was there. And uh, then, you know, things start happening, and it always stood out in my brain as, like, this, like, you know, the Titanic scene, like, Hindenburg shit. And, right. <laughs> you know, like, pop, like as far as pop yeah. culture goes to me. Um, and then, yeah, when you go to, like, a major festival and you just see, like, how tight of a ship it is now and how everything is run so well. And, and you like, you know, there's, there is water everywhere. And yes, like uh, the price, right. price is always going to be a thing, you know, because you're creating oh, a self-sustaining community in a place that didn't have it mm-hmm. before. But yeah, right. I think that we learned a lot of lessons from Woodstock 99. And I think that oh, sure. uh, it's just a, a beautiful thing that, that you survived. And I'm so happy that you have those memories and I'm happy that I had you on the show. Cause it's, it's been, you know, yeah. it's, it's a nice change Thank of you. pace from some of the other stories. <laughs> that we've had. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I just turned fifty-five, so I'm now eligible to live in senior housing, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're there yet. Yeah, you're you're, you're kind and of a I spring scored, chicken. I just I just scored some Dave Matthews tickets for uh, the show here. Oh, great. Yeah. So it's actually in Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all it's all uh, it's all coming full circle. You're still yeah. still rocking in the free world. Well, that's what I mm-hmm. really like to hear. Um, we're definitely going to post at least one of the photos that you have. I'd love to see any any photos that you got. Um, would, would love to maybe talk okay. to one of your nephews at, at some point, kind of get the flip side perspective. Uh, you know, Oh, my nephew would love to talk to you. He'd think it'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, well, we'll be talking about that, Gina. Thanks so much for coming on. You know, it's so I, uh, it, I, I wish, you know, your, your husband, you know, Know, could, could have told his story, you know, that that's so sweet yeah. to hear that someone was actually helping these people, you know, in, in whatever <laughs> little way he could, you know. So yeah. thanks for coming on the show, and uh, I will talk to you very soon. Thank you so much, Ryan. It's been a pleasure. All righty. Bye-bye. Rock on! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun. Uh, a very cute very cute aunt and Aunt Gina there is, is what we're going to call her. Um, you know, it's, it is sad that, that, you know, her, her husband who was such an integral part of, of her Woodstock 99 experience is no longer with us, but it, the, the silver lining of that cloud, I really feel like is she did get to have this massive blowout, uh, you know, weekend party with, with, with him, but right before, uh, he left this plane and, uh, I'm just I'm just really stoked that, that 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 we talked to her. You know, it's um I, I know it wasn't the most sensational of the stories, but I gotta tell you guys, uh, just the the vision of of Aunt Gina uh, soaring high on ecstasy during Bush I think was worth the price of admission for this episode, folks. So for exclusive podcast ninety nine and culture dumps content, sign up to patreon.com slash culture dumps. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at podcast ninety nine. You can always send us an email at podcast ninety nine official at gmail.com. I'm Ryan Lichten and we'll see you at Woodstock. <laughs>